Listen up, Gotham. This is Batman. Tune into the Bat Fanatic podcast with Sammy Warmhands. And if you don't, I'll be coming for you. Hey, everybody, it's the Dark Knight of Rap. Sammy Warmhands here. This is the Bat Fanatic Podcast, and today we have our first proper episode. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ben and Evan. We're going to talk about a brand new Batman movie review or Batman comic review every other Friday here on this show. We're going to start out with the 30th anniversary of my favorite movie of all time, Tim Burton's Batman. This episode is sponsored by Radar Toys. That's my favorite shop right here in Eugene. You can shop RadarToys.com and save 10% using the code BATFANPOD. That's B-A-T-F-A-N-P-O-D. Save 10% at RadarToys.com. Now this is Tim Burton's Batman. Here we are. We're winging it. It's number one. Yeah. My esteemed colleagues co-hosts i have evan vaught greetings ben polanski hello it's been weird because you know i've been saying uh in in like the the captions or whatever you know with my co-host ben and evan whatever but i've never said your name without it just being one long run on of ben polanski <laughs> he's been ev for a long time but you are still just ben polanski <laughs> yeah, it is just has such a ring to it you know what's your middle name i'm not telling you uh, it's not going on yeah. the air <laughs> <laughs> like that old uh, Chappelle thing. is like, white people are weird about voting. It's like, yo, I'm trying to tell you about fucking my wife. You're asking me all these personal questions. <laughs> uh, all right, so today we are talking Batman 89, written by Sam Hamm and Warren Scarin, directed by Tim Burton, starring Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, who was billed over Keaton because he's Jack Nicholson. The star of the movie. Yeah, Kim Basinger, Jack Palance, and Robert Wool. So, I don't know about you guys, but... Um, I definitely have like a background story for this movie. Like, how did it come into your lives? Was it significant to you at the time or a vague memory? I think Batman Returns was the first one that I really clicked with. There's a, there's a picture of me as a four-year-old wearing a Batman costume. And I think that's 89 Batman and not yeah. Batman Returns. But I just, I don't remember it as well mm. from a childhood point. So no, to answer your question. No, I'm just curious. You know, like er every one of these things that we cover, some of it's going to be like totally new to some of us. Some of it's going to be shit we got when it came out, you know, like For I sure. don't know. I was trying to think about that since we started talking about this. And I think for me it was, I can't remember which one of the movies I would have seen first. I yeah. mean, I would have only been five when this came out. I know that I didn't see it when it came out. Yeah. Uh, but I think it was more of a case of like, Sometimes you hop into stuff a couple steps down the line. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that I watched the animated series first, but it's mm. also kind of cool when you rediscover like where the things that you liked drew their influence from. Yeah. You know, so. And that, that's a great example of that. Yeah, because I, I had no idea. I just thought it was dope. And then years later, probably get a little bit older and stuff. And then I'm sort of like, back tracking on stuff and like holy crap you know like this is where the soundtrack comes from this yeah. is where the whole the art direction the yeah series, i mean yeah, everything this movie so i don't i mean i don't remember when i actually saw either of like the first one or returns or anything yeah uh, i mean it may have even been just like 
Burton backtracking on my part too because I liked his stuff so much that I was like, I gotta, you know, I gotta. Sometimes you're starting in one place, moving forward. Yeah. But I think I was like, I gotta check out his backward stuff, and I, I had that relationship with like Metallica is a good example of I sort of knew them as one of those hair bands, you know, with Enter mm-hmm. Sandman or whatever, and I could picture the music video, but like it wasn't until they released that Garage Incorporated in like I was in middle school. My drummer bought it, and he was playing some of the second disc, and it was, like, fast, like, thrash. And I was like, is this, like, almost punk? What is this? And then started listening to them, and then bought, like, Reload, because that had just come out. And then start going backward, and as you go further and further back, it just got better and better and Mm. better. I'm like, holy shit, I think this is, like, my favorite band. I was told this would be a no-music podcast. (laughs) But uh, my Batman... Uh, story was uh, a little different than those because I mean I remember being four and it's one of my earliest memories of sitting on the couch with my stepdad and watching the rental on videotape and uh, I just remember being so scared in the first scene (laughs) when he just fucking swings in in the shadows and beats the shit out of those guys and never says a word and gets gunned down and stands back up and like holds the guy over the ledge and like I'm Batman you know it's like so fucking oh my my cold voice (laughs) (laughs) my sick voice is perfect for that damn all right if anybody needs voiceover work or anything I am the night I got about two days left two to three days left (laughs) yeah hit me up (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah like that that was just so vivid to me you know I couldn't tell you if I watched the whole thing or if I fell asleep halfway through or but I you know I just remember that image being burned in my head and I have a similar thing of like my birthday that year was all like I had a Batman cake and I had my my little Batman and Joker and Bob from the 89 you know action figures I had a Batman cake and the Batman logo was made out of black licorice Ooh. so it was the worst thing ever yeah, it was a nice looking cake <laughs> oh, Jesus I have another thought to like the way that certain things movies and stuff become like well pop culture things but also like franchises there was so many things that I that would have become like toys games that I would have had an awareness of like I'm at Toys R Us you know and there's like Batman figures but I didn't get to see the movie I wasn't old enough or whatever uh-huh. but that I mean that's how it was with like Jurassic Park, Ghostbusters, Batman, all these things got like figures. Luke, all these... I am your father. Even if you don't know Star Wars, for sure, you'd know Star Wars. Yeah, totally. So I mean, I was I was being influenced, especially by since these... that's not the actual line. It's hey, Luke, I'm your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you just know. Obi Wan didn't tell you I'm your dad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I I think that a lot of those things just found their way like into my life, anyways, before even like knowing about the source material or even getting to see it or something. Yeah, I I remember what you're talking about in terms of like, you know, I had a RoboCop action figure. For sure. You know, that had like, you put the little cap gun filament thing in the back of it and it like shoots, you know, and... And and you didn't have the corresponding toy that gets its dick shot off? No, didn't have that one. Didn't have the mutilation (laughs) Peter Weller figure. Peter. Uh, (laughs) Peter Weller's Peter. But, uh... No, like I had that. I had the the 
T one thousand figure from Terminator Two, you know. But like I hadn't seen these see movies, you know. Like that's back when they used to just market hard R movies to children. Yeah, and you know, here we are collecting shit from them to this day. Turned out pretty good. <laughs> I do have one memory from this movie as a child that stuck with me as a terrifying thing. It's the um, Joker pretending to have his face melted off when she f- throws yeah. the water at him. Yeah, that, that gets you as a kid. That Yeah, that stuck <laughs> with me in a very upsetting way. Oh, actually, I do remember another part from seeing it the first time when he uh, fries the guy with the hand buzzer. Uh, <laughs> the effects look really bad now, but like still no. afterward. <laughs> but so afterward, good. seeing the smoking corpse and... The way that he just carries on a whole scene with him afterward and yeah. is talking mm-hmm. to him like, you really are a vicious bastard. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Pulls up his tie like, I'm glad you're dead. You know, like that scene was the most like, wow, this guy is the devil, yeah. the goddamn devil. And if Jack Nicholson wasn't having an extremely good time doing this, yeah. he fooled me because it seems like he just really, really into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, uh, I mean, all my frame of reference at that point would have been 66. Batman, you know, like you'd see reruns mm. of that as a little kid, but uh, yeah, I mean, definitely taking shit in a really real area, <laughs> you know, like seeing the dude get stabbed in the throat with the pen, that's the thing that makes you wince as a kid, like, oh, god Yeah, by you know. contrast um, even even like the gunfight looks more intense, and it's not just people like wham bam fist fighting all the time it's yep. like, like even if it is kind of cheesy what they're trying to pre- portray is pretty violent, though. Yeah, he gets like a ricochet bullet to the face, and yeah. he's like screaming yeah. as blood runs down yeah, his eyes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's some some real shit. I wanted to uh, first acknowledge that the opening scene of the movie, there is a hooker that tries to pick up an eight- or nine-year-old child. Um, oh, yeah. She's I, a little offended when she gets rebukes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's kind of bummed out. I'm trying like, to work here. Like, fuck, I'm just striking out all over the place. I'm like, lady, what did you think was going to happen? This kid can't get boners. His, his parents are there. <laughs> he might otherwise. Like, clearly in a fit of panic, like trying to find a cab. And then she's just like, oh, here's a mark. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's a, yeah. I don't think she lasted long in that industry. No, know. probably not. You got to learn how to pick them, you know? Know your audience. I like that scene, though, because to me it feels like a fake-out. Yeah, Like yeah, you're kind of yeah. supposed to think, oh, this is young Bruce Wayne and yeah, his family, yeah. and we're about to watch a murder. Awesome. Yeah. But, <laughs> oh, I can't wait. It's not that, but I think it's a deliberate psych-out in that way. Yeah, I think that that's a, a really cool technique that, like I remember seeing the premiere of The Dark Knight, and all this hype building up to it with the I believe in Harvey Dent and like you know it's going to happen but they haven't showed you anything yet Mm. and so when you're in the courtroom with Maroney and he reaches in his jacket and you're like here it comes and he pulls out a gun you're like what the fuck and Mm -hmm. then you know punches him out and you're just left with this like wait what is happening right now and they don't give it to you and so I think sometimes that's the biggest reward is like Okay, you've seen it play out like this before. We're going to give you something fresh. And and I like that they don't just give you a linear origin story. Like they do tell the origin in a much later flashback, but it's not until like the second hour of the movie. Yeah. It's a pretty small part of the movie, too. Yeah. 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 yeah it's pretty insignificant. And I mean, it's really only tied to like the Jack Napier Joker yeah. tied together, mm-hmm. anyways, you know, because yeah. of his quote and his 
Which, and, and I know a lot of people don't like that about this movie. I don't like that about this movie. And that's fine. I get that. But I don't I like think you that, about this movie. <laughs> in terms of like a singular story, though, if you are going to touch on the origin, I feel like it does make sense. I mean, you have one central villain. You know, you want to give it some emotional depth without spending a half hour on it. You know, I feel like that was a good way to do it. The, that's one thing I was noticing rewatching stuff was that like is that not only is this this whole movie is treating it like we don't know anything about Batman. Yeah. And in the movie even it's like Batman is new to town. One thing that kind of tripped me up well, I mean cuz clearly like nobody knows about Batman. This is the beginning of his activity. Still a rumor to a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But one thing that I thought was weird though is that also Bruce Wayne is this like elusive figure nobody seems to also know about him yeah. he's he's not like a playboy in the public the most well-known socialite in Gotham yeah exactly and that so that clearly doesn't like so he must not have like a Wayne Enterprises building downtown or something because he's super rich but nobody knows who he is and then also if, they don't recognize him yeah they don't recognize him and also even a journalist doesn't recognize yeah, him yeah totally yeah. and how is he if he just hopped into town rich guy became Batman. Okay, cool. But he's part of the Wayne family and they've been there. Yeah. How does nobody, if he doesn't, have, if he's not like tied to the business, okay. But how does nobody know who he is at all? Everybody I, just forgot the brutal murder of two billionaires <laughs> yeah. like 20 years ago. I sort of think that. Didn't that kid die too? Is <laughs> the ultimate out. I used to feel like that was kind of a mistake you know, in this story, but I feel yeah. like as an adult, I appreciate more, especially as I've seen more of Keaton's work in other things and how much he likes to play with psychology and, and just really weird, dark characters. I think that it's kind of cool that they played him a little bit more like, like in Dark Knight Rises. I mean, you have someone who's totally off the grid I'm like, who are you supposed to be? He's like, eccentric billionaire, Bruce Wayne, you know? <laughs> like, and no one's seen him in X amount of years, eight years or something like that. If you think about in terms of the real world, you know, people talk about like the billionaires that run the show and like, you know, Bill Gates and you know, uh, Jeff Bezos and a couple of these like main guys. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when people talk about like their conspiracy theories and all these, you know, all this money going into That's politics and all this stuff, like we don't know who these people are, you yeah. know, like yeah. this is the Koch brothers and whatever. But I mean, you can name four or five of them and that's about the end of the list, you know. Sure. So like I, I like that they played up this guy as a weird shut in, you know, you know, he exists. Everyone knows who he is, mm -hmm. but no one knows Too who he is, For sure. you know. And also it, I was rewatching it again today and I was thinking about um the time frame. Yeah. Like clearly it's set in the past. The photographers all have these like big flashbulb cameras. Um dudes have Tommy guns. But they have television. Yeah, but they also have televisions and stuff. So it, it kinda would make sense that like yeah, I guess. I mean, they have TV. He must just not be in the limelight, you know? Well, yeah, part of it because there's culture. <laughs> Another thing I thought was dope though was that that makes Batman's tech that much cooler. Yes. Because if if you got like future shit now, I mean, awesome. 
what would that look like now? I mean, you'd have drones or something else, or like, lasers. You know, when Bruce Wayne has the fucking cell phone that does the sonar totally. shit, you know, it's like, But yeah, thinking about having, like, the bat wing or something in the 1940s <laughs> is like, oh, you really did have some cool stuff because you got crazy gear. Well, to me, I mean, the, the genius of, like, the Burton films and the animated series is the timelessness of the design because, I mean, they For take... Sure. And it's sort of like what Keaton says about Beetlejuice of like, okay, so this dude is like a figure who's just existed, you know, through all time periods. He's like, so yeah, I told yeah. Wardrobe, give me pieces from all these different yeah. eras and we'll put it together. I mean, that's what you get. You get the old cars and the Tommy guns and, and other things like this. But then like you are getting live television and then like, you know, modern phones and, you know, n normal, seemingly normal for the 80s mm -hmm. shit or 90s and when you're watching... Uh, the animated series, they use computers and stuff like that. You know, I guess mm -hmm. he has a computer in the Batcave too. Yep. You know, so I mean, there there are modern things all the way back to, you know, vintage gangster film stuff, mm -hmm. and I think that that is one of the things that makes it hold up now. Is that, you know, watching those old cartoons or or this movie, it could be from kind of any time. Mm -hmm. You know, well, the way Gotham is portrayed as yeah. like a giant Art Deco. City, An ancient city. Ancient, everything mm -hmm. is gigantic and looks like um, like cathedrals. Now, yeah. where, when did they build that church? It's in the middle of the city. That yeah. thing oh, is, yeah. it's, it's, like the it's the tallest building yeah. in the United States. <laughs> yeah. But it seems like every Batman thing after that has at least in some way uh, copied that. The idea of like, it's the city that looks like it's from the 40s, but also he has yeah. technology that doesn't even exist now. Well, I've heard Sean Murphy, the artist from White Knight, say that they still give out photos like dc gives out photos of like the sets and the batmobile and stuff like that from this movie when they say like to to stay on brand for gotham uh, this is awesome. the vibe you yeah know? Um, must have kneeling bald men statues supporting bridges <laughs> gargoyles yeah that's awesome actually. There's an axis chemicals plant like yeah. Why is it shaped like that? <laughs> no, I, I think that's like a, like a little Burton heading into like a Burton direction. Mm -hmm. It's not Jack Skellington's tower, but it's, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, almost. it's getting there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, I think that that's a cool thing to me is um, having, I like Burton stuff a lot. And there's times where he's really being himself and the art direction is like all him. And then there's other times where it's toned back a little bit. Yeah. And I think it's dope that this movie is like clearly his still. And yet it's just, it's more like his version of a straight up superhero movie. You know, it's like got the touches, it's got the lighting, it's got the music, which we obviously know about now. It's yeah, which, ingrained. Oh my God. Uh, but it isn't, I mean, it, even as soon as like Batman Returns, boom, super Burton. But one movie back less so like i can tell that it's his but it's more like it's more straightforward it's not as quirky it's not yeah like all the same designs a, a lot of that i think is us just taking for granted how much of his stuff became what batman is that's pretty, yeah that's pretty sure. mental and who knows you know if the studio's like actually i was reading about it this morning and they were like this movie was in limbo for years they weren't like totally signed off on it until yeah. like um <laughs> Which is really funny because they're like, <laughs> like, Pee Wee's and Big Adventure was a huge hit. So now you can make yeah. a Batman movie. <laughs> well, and like, if you look at Beetlejuice, yeah, like, yeah, Beetlejuice, <laughs> and Beetlejuice and Pee Wee's were awesome. It's so, so they, <laughs> low budget looking, yeah, and so bizarre. 
you know? I love that movie. Yeah, it's great. We watch it every Halloween, but like every time I watch it, I'm like, how did this get made? You know, like it's uh, just so odd and so shitty looking in a great way. <laughs> in a great way, but you look at that and you're like, all right, let's give this guy a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, for sure. One of my favorite things about um, the older, just older stuff in general, I guess, is like the practical effects. Yeah. And, and then sort of like the like emergence of new technology and stuff because mm-hmm. it wasn't like you know stuff just shut down for 10 years and then it came back out in 10 years and it was super dope like every film along the way is like a growing thing yeah and um it's really cool to you got these things that are like clearly this is just like a hand painted backdrop the matte paintings yeah. look amazing yeah like the stuff is so cool but but then the things that they choose to like oh here's a matte painting but there's like smoke from the smokestacks how do you do that shit? Yeah. Or the things that they choose to, they animate certain things. In the very beginning, you have that overhead shot of Batman. He's just like, like the rooftop. He comes out from the little doorway, but then it turns around and it's his shadow. That's animated. Yeah, but that's, it's clearly yeah. animated. That's the only it's shot like, that I think doesn't age very well. I think everything else looks great. I think that it one, works. He looks so much different than everything else yeah. in the frame. I just wonder why they choose to do certain things. Like, was it just impossible to light correctly or something? Or I don't know. I mean, I know some things were added after the fact, like in returns, the they had done focus group testing screenings, and um, hmm. you know, people didn't like the ending and thinking that Catwoman had maybe died or whatever, and so they added that shit. Like supposedly, the the, the last shot where they repeat the closing shot of the first movie and they do the scale up the building and you see Catwoman back of her head mm-hmm. like that is not Michelle Pfeiffer they fucking added that is after that the Michael fact. Keaton also it, <laughs> but he's so versatile they've said that that's like a million dollar scene that they had to <laughs> add to the fucking movie because the you know test screenings didn't go well and so Damn. I know that there's shit that they do like that where they go oh fuck we really needed to do and you know. This downward shot of just the city is not enough. I need you to paint a little Batman. Yeah, that's crazy. Walking and then turning around. So yeah, I can't specifically speak to that scene, but I know that they do things like that mm-hmm. in post. So. Yeah, I wonder why. Uh, like they're climbing up the church, and yeah. then they got the spotlights, but the spotlights are animated. You know, like yeah. you just couldn't light it. Or <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm just I'm just curious about like when they do. It, and it could just be a limitation thing and just like can't make it happen can't get spotlights making movies is know. hard For complicated sure. well it yeah. really makes me wonder when I watch older movies and you see really impressive things happen you're like how the fuck did they do yeah, that yeah I'm just really curious about the mix of things and like well this is the best option it's gotta be a cartoon shadow <laughs> there's no other way <laughs> uh, one thing I wanted to talk about is the the really the great way they set the scene for each of these characters like they're introduced in the most perfect ways i mean even if you just look at like Knox, you know he is putting his nose at police business he's getting fucking the cold shoulder from eckhart you know just like the way everybody is is introduced i mean when jack is introduced he's a cocksucker you know he's with what's the, wrong with that he's with his girl leave your judgment out of this bro <laughs> no like he's a perfect <laughs> asshole you know, and he's so smug. And the woman and, he's sleeping with touches his shoulder, and he's like, "Take your hand off me! Uh, he's How such dare a you touch my shoulder?" <laughs> and she's like, "If he found out about us," and he's like, "Don't flatter yourself." You know, like, 
And besides, he doesn't. And and then uh, when he goes to look in the mirror, he's adjusting his suit or whatever, and she's like, "You look fine." It's one of my favorite Jack Nicholson I scenes ever. Ask. I didn't ask. <laughs> That's you know, awesome. just like he, like so you have established who Napier is, right? But the first Joker scene, of him taking off his bandages, yeah. mirror. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never see his face. It's only. <clears throat> Uh, the the disgusting environment he's in. It's only him seeing it and snapping. Yeah, and like laughing. I like, yeah, for he, just, he just takes yeah. off with a laugh. I I like smashes the, the overhead light. Like the uh, like. Okay, this this doctor dude is not legit. He's yeah. like he's not he's not in a hot spot. But you, like, you why does he have, have to most, Yeah, why does he have these garbage tools though? Like, I just have a big screw. Yeah, <laughs> you can't get like. Okay, maybe you got like disbarred or something. You're not a doctor anymore, but. But I you, found you these in the junkyard. Yeah, you can't have a scalpel. <laughs> like, why well, Tim Burton always like has these like weird twisted tools and stuff. Like, he's kind of like the scientist in uh, Nightmare. Yeah, 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 and uh, or like Sleepy Hollow and Ichabod has oh, yeah. all these like stoop, yeah. like weird tools and stuff. Like God, why did? And also, <laughs> how did you use all those crazy implements on him? And then that's just like how his face <laughs> arrived. Like I would have swore you didn't do any work, and that was just all bandages and chemicals on his face. Well, he's like uh, the the nerves were completely severed. Yeah, you know? well, like, like what, what do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah. I thought about that today. I'm like. I don't. I don't really. You're just saying something to say something. I'm not sure that that has anything no, to do with that. No, he either. used that saw tool and he <laughs> sawed his face into a smile, just a permanent smile. That's how mm. that tool works. I think. Oh, that's what it's for. That's yes. what the corkscrew yeah. is for. Perma smile. You get in that jaw muscle yeah. and you just start turning. That's what it says on the box: Acme Perma Smile. <laughs> yeah, but the way. So the way they introduced him was awesome. The way they introduced Batman. I mean, those first two scenes with him because you get that. Uh, one where the whole interaction with the two thugs, you know, the it's from their perspective. American Express card. They're afraid of him. Yes. Mm. It's one of the great things about Batman's appearance in Suicide Squad is that you're only seeing him from the, the perspective of the people he's coming after, and it's really cool, you know. Um, and so he never speaks except for when he's holding the guy over the edge. You and know? I want to mm. give him credit. That's I, We all think of Kevin Conroy, I, I think yeah. I'm safe to say, as the yeah. voice of Batman. Yeah. But Michael Keaton's Batman voice is really, really good. Yeah, that's yeah, and it and you know they there has been much discussion too about Conroy, which um, shout out for the intro that was awesome. <laughs> but uh, there's been a lot of discussion about you know him coming up with like the alternate Bruce Wayne voice and having it distinctly different. And I think that you know Keaton really did set the stage for that, although Conroy played up the Bruce Wayne, the, the falseness of it, the, mm-hmm. you know, aloofness of it or whatever. Kind of a goofy guy. Yeah, yeah. As more of like a, you know, throw you off the scent sort of thing. So, but, but yeah, the intensity of, of Keaton's voice is fucking awesome. And, and the way that uh, the minimalist approach is, is just so great because in that whole Axis Chemicals scene, he never speaks at all. And, uh, you know, that is one of the most iconic scenes obviously it's where the joker is created but you know you get the whole like eckhart think about the future and the fucking cops shooting and spraying chemicals all over the place and you know like i mean there's just so many amazing things happen <laughs> and he just fucking is this menacing <clears throat> mysterious presence like the one thing returns doesn't have going for it is that he's not always in the shadows he's not using the fucking smoke bombs and grappling guns and stuff nearly as much like it's there's so much mystique behind it you know 
he's responsible for the death of Lieutenant Eckhart. He grabs <laughs> Jack uh, Joker, yeah. lifts him up, and then like the Terminator, he just puts him down yeah. and then disappears to psych him out. And then before he comes back, Joker shoots the police officer in the face. Yeah. He just dips out and watches <laughs> yeah, it happen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, uh, well, I mean, in all fairness, he was like... <laughs> Think about the future. He was, you know, he's like, let him go or I'll do Gordon, you know? And so he's like, okay. All right. Smoke I'll back right. off, you know? And so he disappears for a second. I can't explain what the fuck he's doing in that period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is really going to spook him if I just disappear but, for a moment. Um, yeah, and and also this Batman does not have a problem with people dying, and so you know he's looking at Eckhart, you know, in the sights, maybe just going like, okay, this guy sucks. fine, yeah, go he, ahead, do that. Batman and, and killed I'll... everyone in the Axis Chemicals plant. Oh yeah, he dropped two bombs and he killed. Oh yeah, everyone in there. Yeah. And that's one of the best scenes he, of the movie. He threatens to he kill Joker kill at the end people, of the movie. This Batman kills people. Yeah, he, doesn't he doesn't care. Oh, straight up. I got a couple things before we get past Chemical Plant. One, Gordon seems like the nicest guy in this movie. <laughs> He's like the most like like when he gives the dude like the little hug huddle in in Wayne Mansion or something. He like seems super friendly. Like, come on, buddy, let's just get out of here. <laughs> Who's in charge? Yeah, yeah. He's so nice. And then uh, why wasn't I told of this? When they're in the chemical plant, he's like, he's like, be careful, be very careful, like <laughs> be a careful. super yeah, very careful. Like, but I was thinking that. Eckhart just has like the dumbest lines in this movie to me. He just always says like just really stupid stuff. I think, and one of them like, "Where you been spending your?" Yeah, days? like what's that mean? Like he uh, he hands out the, you know, like the wanted posters to the oh, cops, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's like, "Shoot, Shoot to, to kill." kill. Know, know what, what I mean? mean? Like obviously, <laughs> fucking idiot. Yo, can you walk me through it? I yeah. don't. <laughs> All right, and then <laughs> the one they bust into the safe. Safe's got nothing in it. Come out of the office, gunfight in a chemical plant. Like best idea right off the bat. Like yeah. let's just guns blazing. And then uh, Eckhart's like got the megaphone and Gordon gra- grabs. Like, I'm it. in charge here, not Grissom. Yeah, and he's like, "What are you trying to do? Blow the cover? Like you've been in a gunfight. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cover's been blown, bro. Get two minutes into it, they know you're here." I will say though, I do like Eckhart's character. He's sort of like a Bullock type. Yeah, you know, of, yeah, that's like true. a slovenly you know, corrupt, or I would say, like, he's more corrupt, whereas Bullock's more just morally ambiguous. Yeah. Which is maybe you know? why it's not Bullock, other than maybe Tim Burton also just doesn't know who Bullock is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the actor who plays Gordon in this because I think that he's got a great voice, and, you know, you see him playing cops in, like, old like Clint Eastwood movies and stuff like that, and so, you know, if they're going for this kind of timeless old fashion feel or th- something yeah. he's not like the gordon you would picture but his voice is great for it and he does have that sort of old school police vibe you yeah, know yeah. that you might see in the godfather or something you know a lot of this movie feels like a tribute and a, a redoing of the 60s batman like there's a lot of camp there's dutch angles mm-hmm. and he seems like the gordon from that series he's not He's not year one Gordon, which I think this takes place after year one. Yeah. Where he's like an ex-green brain. He can beat five guys up in a fight. He's just an old grandfather figure. Yeah, he seems like he cares. He's not like a hardened cop. He like cares about the city. Mm. He cares about the police force. The whole museum scene to me felt like an homage to 60s Batman. That definitely did. The Dutch angles is a big part of it because that's the way that show was shot. It was always weird crooked angles. But it was just silly. It's goofy. He's got a a squad of henchmen defacing paintings. Yeah. That's, that's like your big 
that this is my for, goal to really mix sure. up the city, yeah, yeah. To throw well, paint on things. I mean, it's not though. I mean, his goal there is to go to Vicky and find who Batman is. But don't put words in his mouth. He's an artist. <laughs> he has multiple goals in a scene. Yeah, I know. I mean, his whole vibe is fucking shit up under the guise of art. Well, let me ask you this: What do you think about Prince in this movie? Because to me, it's the one thing that really, really dates it. But also, it's not like, like when you watch Southpaw with Jake Gyllenhaal, and then you know in the training montage, there's this like really obnoxious Eminem song, and you're obviously getting very current, overproduced music right now, uh -huh. right? The only times you hear it is being played on a boombox or it's being played on his uh, float. float. Yeah, 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 and so it's very much being used in the context of this is music that exists right now, mm -hmm. um, as opposed to, like, this is taking over the soundtrack. So I feel like it works better in that way, but I also feel like it is the one thing that really puts it in the 80s. It's dated, but it yeah, feels like... Yeah, even pop, pop music at that time wouldn't have been that... You're right, it's in the parade scene, it's like, this must be coming from somewhere or something. This isn't... Uh, this isn't... The soundtrack, it's the boombox. Yeah, because he's singing along like to it, dancing to it. Who yeah. do you trust? You know, I think it fits with the campy vibe. Not all of this movie is campy, but half of it is campy. Half of this movie is a comedy. Which is funny because I never even see it that way. It's like, very I, funny. I've never read it that way. Like younger people who hold the Nolan stuff as like the end all be all, which I, I still love very much. But you know, this is, I mean, this is my favorite movie. Like it's just been so influential, so iconic that I, I don't even see any of that stuff as being like corny silly half of this movie is a comedy in the yeah. chemical plant to foil the police he just starts pulling levers yeah and yeah turning wheels <laughs> yeah yeah like that is cackling the whole time old warner brothers cartoon <laughs> yeah sort of thing for sure speaking of the float i think that his whole scheme in this movie is a very classic joker plot of he's putting these chemicals out there, giving them the Smilex grin. He's gassing everybody to, you know, he lures everyone to a public place, you know, like he does these things, whether it's on a TV studio or at a party or at whatever, you know, he, he does these big grand gestures because he wants all the attention and then he also wants to kill everybody. Like, mm. I mean, I, I feel like those are both very Joker staples to me. I like the the stuff with the money the most because... I mean, his whole plot to like secretly gas everybody is like, yes, that's the Joker part. But the parade's going to happen regardless. You know, like you guys said yeah. it's shut down. I'm throwing my own parade. Oh, and I love the way he pulls the screen. Yeah, yeah. During the mayor's uh, speech. What were people watching at home? Were they watching two TVs and then he pushed one of them over? Uh, how are they running simultaneously? <laughs> well, yeah, it was weird. It's as if at first you could only hear the audio or something or it was like a it was like somehow partially yeah like they were both communicating simultaneously uh, and then it was like and you're gone because your double screen so, thing that you're seeing is must be like a news station or something yeah like, at home so, i don't know what that who else is doing that? i don't know what that move was but yeah, it's fucking cool but looking. i like it <laughs> yeah um but i like great production crew the joker he has such yeah. talented guys yeah. on his staff yeah <laughs> yeah bob actually went to risd you didn't know that <laughs> <laughs> uh but i i like the money stuff a lot because that seems really human and really outside a supervillain thing. Like, dude knows that 
dropping a bunch of money on the crowd is just going to create chaos. And that seems like a real joker thing. Bring out the worst impulses. Yeah, exactly. Like it's going to bring out the greedy parts of them. They're going to, you know, they don't like explore that. There's not people duking it out or anything like that. You know, it's just, I like that seems like the combo, you know, like I can't be content to just have a float and gas you like I'm somehow like this evil benefactor and you guys are going to fight over this money in the process and then I'll gas you also. You're bringing it on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I need to be celebrated in this process. Mm -hmm. I also need to see that you are beneath me (laughs) and weak and will take the bait, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, I, I think that, uh, it's really like he's a great manipulator, you know? And that's one of the cool things in the ending is when you see that being used against him with Vicky Vale, you know, she sees Batman is like sneaking around like he's done beating the your, goons. You're purple. You know, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden she like turns on him, who we've seen is kind of a ladies' man, you know, and is obsessed with her on some level. And so we see her kind of flip the script on him. And you see the surprise in his face, and he's like, oh shit. You know, and then she like pops up in his face. You're so drops smart out. and yeah. strong, and yeah, oh. mm-hmm. yeah, and I and I just thought that was really clever in you know watching it through an analytic lens and not just for fun, you know, because this is the type of movie that I'll watch if it's like oh, I'm fucking tired. I want to just turn on something and fall asleep. It's you mm-hmm. know, something I could be like, I'm having a great day. Let's fucking watch Batman. You know, it could be anything. It's just my go-to. But watching it like for this show, I'm going okay. Let's. Uh, dig in here a little bit more and there's like little cool things like that going oh you're using his shit against him that's cool Mm -hmm. I like that he you could tell in like other villains their whole point is just it's just bad guy shit like I'm the scarecrow I just want to scare people (laughs) and you know like cool but it's like as as mental as the Joker may be he's like really astute when it comes to the human condition Yeah, you know like He's trying to make Batman mental the whole time. He's like trying to get under his skin. He's like pitting these humans against each other and stuff. Like he always has this comic spin on stuff, you know, like um, it's got boxing gloves and a gun, you know, yeah. go punch him in the face. <laughs> or when he does the impression of Jack Palance when he's oh sending my. his oh, engine. I just, that no, I just so noticed that. Like, that's yeah. the best. That's funny. I, I just watched it today after watching it the other day and it didn't occur to me. I just thought, oh, really? Yeah, it didn't occur to me today. You just uh, thought until some today weird Joker it, shit? Yeah. Well, I just thought it was, yeah, because I can't tell sometimes, like, when watching older stuff, if they're just overacting or not. Oh. And I just thought, like, he's just being a weird guy. I'm not sure why the pauses, I don't know why the enunciation, but he's just, because sometimes I feel like with older stuff, like, Man, they just kept the camera on him a long time, and they just said some weird shit. It was in his contract. Shit. Yeah, you cannot uh, turn the camera off. Yeah, and uh, because they'll they'll play it up in such a weird way. So, but no, I, that was actually a Nicholson improv. Oh, really? Yeah, that's awesome. I can't remember if I had any connection to this, but it's like he was uh, Jack Palance was famously hard to work with on that set, I guess. And because like, he's like, this is Batman. Batman's dumb. Well, he used to be in big productions. Yeah, no, yeah. but and you're dumb. Jack Nicholson Burton for you know this fucking amateur shit show I'm a big time movie star like you know you're a little kid I was curly they killed him yeah and so uh, so yeah there's plenty written about him being a cocksucker on that set and so 
Um, I think that's Jack Nicholson uh, making fun of him. It is. (laughs) It is. Um, And I don't know if it's in direct relation to that being the reason, but uh, it it is written that he just made that up uh, to kind of take the piss out of him. You know, I think I think that that's interesting when it comes to filming movies in general. Is you get the insight after the fact, like oh, that was improvised. Yeah. Cool. But like the Kim Basinger thing, that was uh, the the Vicky Vale thing at the end. I just recently read that that was uh, something that she had worked out with the producer of like, like no, I think she actually can be useful at the end of this, you know, cool. end of this movie, and and kind of put some of that extra shit in there. I read today that Joker's main goon, Bob, 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 Bob is actually <laughs> like Nicholson's friend. And uh, yeah, like Terry, got him from yeah, I thought that was really funny. He, like, he got played job. Danny DeVito in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. No, that what doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I was like, is there like he, played, he played the large Native American man. He was. <laughs> I was like, was there a flashback or some crazy <laughs> shit? I don't remember. Today I was. Uh, it's not. It, it could be anything. There's you, you know any number of things where you might have a uh, a scene with a meeting of mob bosses or something. Yeah, but. Batman has like a lineage and stuff and it's the Joker. And then I was thinking about this meeting of the mob bosses scene. And I was thinking about dark Knight returns. That felt like a throwback to this movie. Yeah. That's what I like. Yeah. I thought that was cool. I'm like, sweet here. I mean, he doesn't slam a dude's head into a pencil. He kills the guy with the buzzer and you know, and the fact that it's like straight up Batman, straight up Joker, straight up mob bosses, you yeah. know, it wasn't even like kind of, it just, was mm-hmm. uh, you know kills one of the guys out of intimidation awesome i just thought that was really cool as far as like a little connection it could have been anything it's just part of the story in the later one or something i think it was definitely a throwback because there's the same thing with when batman's in the bat wing and he's coming down a joker on the street mm-hmm. and he pulls out the super ridiculously long barreled gun and shoots him yeah that feels like the scene in dark knight totally is, where he's in the street yeah, yeah. oh yeah the same exact thing Come on, he's, he's got a giant yeah, vehicle yeah. and joker's just standing there yeah that like, i really loved that especially seeing it the first time uh, at the premiere going like oh, yeah, yeah they're doing it. oh <laughs> in the mob boss thing <laughs> all the guys run in and they have tommy guns mm-hmm. which is like super scary but they like, surround the guys in a circle, and if they were to all shoot, they would <laughs> yeah. just Kill all shoot each other. <laughs> like, there's They're a crazy, lot, there's man. A, there's a lot of crossfire going on. That's funny. You guys did not think about this. Uh, so a couple things before we uh, go to pros and cons. The music. Well, that main Batman theme is like the best. Yeah. Every Batman thing should have that theme. Yeah. Even if it's uh, something you read. Actually, I do put that shit on when I read <laughs> comics. I'll put, I'll put on the first two scores or even the Justice League one sometimes. Uh, and, and Elfman looked like a dick in when he did the Justice League movie because there was something and Hans Zimmer left when they changed directors or whatever. And he's like, I don't do comic book movies and blah, blah, blah. And so <laughs> then they asked Elfman, like, all right, so what can we expect in the new movie? Like, are you going to be using any of... Uh, Hans Zimmer's uh, Batman Wah. stuff, and he, and he goes, no, I'll be using the Batman theme that I invented. You know, and it's like <laughs> it's like dick move, but yeah, yeah, yeah I get it because it. I mean, like you said, spun off the animated series. Yeah, it just became synonymous with that character all the way up until you know what Zimmer did in The Dark Knight. You know, I th- I think it's cool too. One sometimes a backtracking thing like. If I came into the animated series and then watched the movies later on, I'd be like, holy shit. Like, yeah. this is the source of all this stuff? You yeah. know, like, not only the kind of the art direction as far as, like, 
architecture and the time setting and stuff. But shout out to Anton first, by the way, who died not long after that movie came out. Like he did the the art direction on a lot of that stuff, set design, and Bob Ringwood did uh, the costuming and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's cool that you're not necessarily aware of the. You may just be making a thing. Burton's just like I'm making a film, and it's awesome. But you're not always aware of like the legacy that you might create. Like, yeah. did he know that they no. would be utilized? You know, and like, it's so cool that the multiple inceptions of these things. Like, it gets slightly different with Batman Returns, and then by the time you have then you have the animated series, slightly different version of the same stuff. Yeah. And then even now, with like Batman Superman. Justice League, any of this stuff, this like fusion of soundtracks that they have going mm-hmm. on where they're like utilizing elements from the past and stuff. And it's just slightly altered versions enough for you to be like, oh, yeah, that's what that is, yep. you know, but it's like all elements are evolving and soundtrack included. I just think it's cool, especially for people who like that stuff and have been around or something. It's all just these little homages all the time. Like, fuck, yeah, that's uh, awesome. I remember childhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and also. It's super dope to me that you had a starting point with this stuff that turned into other things. Let's say the animated series being the next really influential thing or something for yeah. me. And then it's really cool that the animated series and like Bruce Timm's art became the jump off point for like everything today. Like any yeah. any DC animated anything today is looks like his work is yeah started from like the simple line edgy chins that style you know like black paper <laughs> yeah it's so yeah it's so crazy and he would have had his style anyway but that combined with tim burton's vision of batman yeah and elfman's music yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it, it really was the the perfect marriage and i think that if you listen to uh, there's a good amount of elfman stuff that has this sort of vibe to it whether it's Scissor hands or uh, nightmare. It's a little circusy you know, at times. That, yeah, there's he has a signature thing, you know. Uh, I mean, even like uh, the Simpsons theme has those little flourishes, you know, stuff that he that <laughs> yeah. he does his kind of trademark from that era. But, I mean, it's such a fucking iconic. I mean, it's a masterpiece. It really is, and and it's. It's hard for me to say it's not even my favorite film score because I think Returns has so much more like nuance and heart in it. But it's it's just to me, I feel like he has seemed like famous versus like John Williams is like the revered one or something. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm misreading Danny Elfman that. Danny was in Boingo Boingo also. He was yeah. he's a famous guy. Not, exactly, yeah. and that and I feel like. It, he's kind of viewed a little bit like that, you know, like you have people who are viewed like Robert De Niro and then you have people that are, are viewed like, I don't know, other actors that are more like famous and they don't get quite the credit for their their Skill. abilities, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and their contributions to the the art and the genre. And I don't know, maybe I'm off in that, but I've always felt a little bit like, you know, you see Family Guy do a parody of Danny Elfman or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, but like the Batman scores are at least as iconic to me as the John Williams Star Wars and Superman movies. Like, they're on that level, you know? And honestly, Star Wars and Superman are, like, I confuse which one 
is which sometimes this in is my better than the head. Superman yeah. theme. Superman you theme's know. iconic, but it's not. I mean, they're fantastic, and I love them to death. But I do kind of confuse them as to which one is which, you know. And Superman <laughs> is dum pa dum pa, dun na na, I think. I mean, Jurassic Park. I mean, come on, like the guy's got a lot of classics, but I, th- I just don't I think don't short Elfman for his contribution. I think that part of just any one of these guys, like if you if you knew movies and then you mo- looked into movie scores or something, then cool, you'll discover like who these guys are. Otherwise, and not to say that they don't suck by any means, they're clearly orchestrating some awesome stuff. But I don't know them as like rock stars. Yeah, I don't know who these people are. Like, if they they make some like awesome film scores, but it's a lot like this sci-fi, and it's a lot like this drama, and whatever. They just sound like epic movie scores. Yeah. Whereas Elfman is like Elfman every time. You know, like if you knew, I suppose, then you would know who these guys are. But I think that part of being a unique artist is being unique and. Well, but also he, 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 he gets me. pigeonholed for doing that thing that we know him for. But I mean, <laughs> I've been surprised. <laughs> I've been surprised many times uh, watching a movie and then seeing the credits at the end and going, "Wait, what?" Oh, like sure. I just watched a whole movie mm-hmm. and had no clue, no indication at all that 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 was him. I mean, he never like he never showed his hand. You know, yeah. he just played to the vibe of this other style. You know, and occasionally you'll get like the Raimi Spider-Man movies, which and, and again like. This 89 film is to thank for so much of this culture in films, superhero films that we enjoy now. Because, 100%. I mean, you had X-Men and Spider-Man and a lot of movies jump off in the early 2000s, but those things would have not been given that kind of budget and that kind of attention if there hadn't been the absolute, like, pandemonium for the 89 release because i mean even in you know richard donner had done the superman movies obviously but it had been that had fizzled out in the same way that you know the schumacher ones would kind of burn out this series you know by then so i mean it was really (laughs) (laughs) you're fired (laughs) no but uh i think that uh you know really uh, it, it really did usher in this whole era and show people the potential of these characters that weren't previously taken seriously, that this can be for adults too, you know? And, um, but yeah, I mean, El- Elfman did uh, great work. I think Spider-Man 2 is an awesome score as well, being like kind of tangentially related to uh, that style. Leave Spider-Man out of this. Its own thing, you know? Um, I swear that I saw his name pop up in a couple of things recently, like maybe even shows, mm-hmm. but but I can't remember what they were off the top of my head. Same kind of thing. Or maybe it's something Amber's watching, and I'm like, wait a minute, you know? Yeah. But it's just like a little inkling or something, only to get to the credits in the end. It's like, sure shit, there's Danny. <laughs> yeah. um, what do you guys think of the bat suit? The yellow is not necessary for Batman to me, yeah. but I freaking love that. I like it a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's It's definitely... This is the suit doing most of the work of making Batman look tough. Which he's acknowledged. Yeah, Batman yes. is supposed to be a large man, extremely physically fit. Yeah. And that's not Michael Keaton at all. I Which like is why little, people didn't like the casting at first. I like his little mini tall fro. I think it's cool. <laughs> it's a very like nice. little poof thing. <laughs> little 80s thing. Yeah. He looks, in the scene in the Batcave where he's wearing a turtleneck and jeans, yeah. he looks like that picture of The Rock wearing a <laughs> turtleneck. <laughs> he just needs a chain, and then that's, that's the great. same thing. That's <laughs> Fanny pack. With the suit, I did have, because you wouldn't let me do my 
feature every episode of Should Batman Just Have Murdered the Villain? Although we know no, in this we, movie, we, we didn't dismiss it outright. You I, told me it was a terrible idea. I said I, I would have the same answer probably every time. Well, Batman disagrees with you in this movie. At yeah, least. he sure. killed yeah. him. So my thought is the three things that make Batman Batman are his physical ability, his brains, and his trauma. Yeah. And so it's the first one is a ninja. How much of a ninja is he? Yeah. The second one is a detective. How much of a detective is he? And then the third one is like. The madman, how much of a madman is he? Yeah. So every cool. Batman thing you could look at, how much is this Batman that? Mm-hmm. So how much of a ninja is this Batman? Uh, well, I was saving this for my, my pros and cons. I brought it up now. One of the things that I love most about this one, I mean, it's great to see Affleck and Bale fucking shit up, yeah. but I love the minimalist style of this Batman because you'll see dudes doing wild shit coming at him and swinging arms and weapons and whatever and he's just watching them and he sees that one <clears throat> pressure point or whatever and he just bam that guy's down mm-hmm. other guy coming at him and bam that guy's down or like the the backwards punch from you know behind that pillar and you know he just has all these very simple moves and i know a lot of that was because the suit was very restrictive but the way and it michael plays, keaton's not a martial artist yeah <laughs> but the way that it plays on oh and ben affleck is but yeah. like the way that it plays on screen is like this guy is there to fucking scare people and just pop in and out he's not going to have some endurance boxing match with some end boss at the end of the yeah. fucking scene you know he's, he's just an efficient fighter exactly he's just gonna come in and go bam 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 all right that's four guys what i like you know? um two two parts of the same scene but uh or a couple things i like when he scoops up vicky at the art museum yeah he doesn't even fight those guys he's just like tunk tunk you know, mm-hmm. zip line, pew, out the door. Like, not going to mess with those Get guys. into my car. Yeah, Which yeah, one is it? Out. It's the one um, that looks like a giant yeah. dick. <laughs> Yo, lady, come on. What is your dick look like? <laughs> is this the Batmobile? So does it look, come on. No, but uh, I, I think that was great, too, because it's like, oh, I could fight these people and risk her life, or mm-hmm. I could just extract her from the situation, For sure. and no one's going to fuck with us in the car. Um, and then when they get to the alley, two things I like is that she's taking the pictures from the rooftop mm-hmm. and that the that the flash just becomes part of the fight scene yeah. but it also coincides with some of the punches so mm-hmm. it's kind of like pow which is also kind of like Funny. the old show 60s, because yeah. they like boom boom impact and then the dude shows up with the swords mm-hmm. and just like you're talking about he he only hits the dude he twice just I think him. yeah he's like blocking and getting like sparks they off coordinate his the sword and arm movements together yeah very thoughtful of the yeah 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 <laughs> so he puts his arm up and then the guy hits it with his sword <laughs> and then he puts his other arm up uh, but he's just he's blocking him just you know he's not actually even hitting the dude he's just like ta ta punch and then ta 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 kick and that's yeah, it you know, really the only hits. fight we see him in is in the clock tower at the end kicking when, the shit out of Jack Nichols. Yeah, that's well, no, but that, there's the other that guys. he oh, takes yeah. down those other yeah, guys yeah. very efficiently but then the last guy beats the fuck out yeah, of him yeah. you know, he really that's takes a good the beating fighting. Yeah, there's yeah. like a lot of good through like through walls and, and him got to get the, back up the music like when the guy's swinging that big chain and like mm-hmm. oh it's so good I think this Batman back to your question is very low on the ninja scale he's not that tough he gets beat up a lot he gets shot in the chest 
a lot in this movie. Uh, what are you talking about? He gets shot a lot. And when do we ever see him down? Oh, he's not that tough. He gets shot a lot. Who he's, gets shot a lot? He has and very walks futuristic away? body armor. He's he's tough and he's strong. He lifts a lot of people up. He's not that good of a fighter. He's not that much of a ninja. I also don't think this Batman is much of a detective. He doesn't detect very much. He doesn't do a lot of investigating. I mean, he doesn't use he his brilliant mind. He figures out the combination of chemicals that it would take to actually make the poison work. That's part of it. So he's not a zero on the detective scale. He's low. We don't see. Oh yeah, because your average him, cop can do We don't see him with that. beakers. He's not pouring anything into graduated <laughs> cylinders. He's no, not doing anything no with a calculator or a computer screen. You, he is extremely so you high. You needed a montage. That's what you need. Something like that. Yeah. He is extremely high on the trauma scale. Yes. He is. Yeah. yeah. Twisted and haunted by his past. I love when Joker comes to Vicky's place, and one they have like a in front of the fireplace scene, kind of like Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, as soon as Keaton's like, I got the fireplace implement and smashes the vase. And you want to get crazy? Yeah, and I'll he's show just you like, crazy. it's like instant. Nuts, okay? Yeah, you want to get nuts. nuts. Uh, but I just, I like that his like Beetlejuice voice comes out for like just a second. Oh, yeah, because uh, one of the things that he says a lot in Beetlejuice is, come on. Yeah. And he says it in that. Yeah, like, something about his tone, and he has like this weird look to his mouth and his like teeth show when he uh like, he does well, a lot of that overbite. And yeah. that thing that that scene stands out as being a little bit out of place, but the more that I've seen it as an adult, the more that I really appreciate him as playing that smart. And once again, like you said, coming into the museum, just grabbing Vicky and getting the fuck out of there, mm-hmm. he's going, okay. I don't know what he's going to do to her. Mm. He's like, so I'm going to just make a big scene and take the heat. Yeah. And he's going to like he's going to act on whatever he does and get the fuck out of there, mm-hmm. you know. And so he takes the bullet, you know. And that could have gone uh, other way for sure. Mm. Um but uh why didn't Joker kidnap her? No idea. Lucky he didn't get shot in the face again. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. There's no, there's the no big target on his chest this time. When I've heard comic Artists say that the yellow is to like draw fire, which would make sense because if you look at this bat suit in any of the lighting, or like when they flip him over in the alleyway, you know he clearly has a lot of chest armor. But then on the sides and back, there's not so much, and he does have his face exposed. And so it does make sense that if he's very very dark, that have some sort of splash of color on the thickest armor part. So mm-hmm. like if, when people are coming at him. That, it's a way of know. justifying a choice that was made yeah. 80 years ago just uh, as a cool looking yeah that looks cool if he had a big bat logo on his chest I wonder well if, yeah but I mean there's many black versions of that yeah but the, the but, general idea of a big black bat logo on your chest was just because it sure. looks cool mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. That, that also is kind of like a, a throwback thing too I guess because any old stuff would have been like gray tights or blue, Just like the gray mix. and blue. Yeah. yeah. And but then the logo was also yellow. That was like kind of a transitionary thing, I think, for them, you know, like, okay, let's go all black though, and we'll keep your yellow still. You yeah. know, like a little bit of the old stuff in there. And, and some of that timber and, and fetish look too, like everything's Yeah, yeah. And and think so about kinky. <laughs> <laughs> but I think about to this day, you know, Affleck's really the only one that we've seen adopt the gray, like the comics, but I mean... With just the black, too. Yeah. I mean, Burton started that, or Bob Ringwood, or, you know, whoever you want to credit for that design. You know, the all-black 
Batman that we've known in most live action incarnations started right then and there. I mean, so, in the comics, was he still mainly gray at that point? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many things that he, I mean, t- he still is now. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, mostly always been gray mm-hmm. in the books. And, I wonder why with, um, when they, when they did the logo that became the, the movie cover and probably posters yes. and stuff like that, why they decided to, if they just thought that the yellow and the black silhouette was too simple for packaging because like on the DVD case, yeah. it's got the shiny gold highlights in the black. Yeah. They and that was, was another like, thing they really influenced was the marketing of like, they just dropped these images everywhere. That's just the logo and the date and nothing else. That's you know? cool. And so much of major blockbuster releases follows their mold now, yeah. you know, but Make it um, the image. Yeah, from what I've read, the costume design and the marketing were like completed at different times. Mm. And so that's why the logo that you see on all the art and all of the merchandise looks much more like the logo used on Returns. Yeah. Because that weird bat design they used on the first suit that they've likened to looking down someone's throat because it has all the weird little lines there. Um, was, uh, I guess, only done on the suit because they had already done all the marketing shit or something like that. Mm. And so I personally prefer that classic logo they used in the marketing and on uh, the returns suit. But um, yeah. it, it does have its charm just for being so original, you know. But, I mean, they don't even use it on the bat signal in the movie itself. Sure. You know, so it's kind of strange when you have, like, different branches of a company working on the same project. How did he, this is movie nitpicker talk, how did he deliver that bat signal without anyone knowing? What do you mean? At the end of the movie when they're like, how are we going to contact him? Like, with this bat signal. He gave us a signal. When? I mean, he's fucking rich. He can pay anybody to just deliver <laughs> some shit. <laughs> I don't know who who told me to bring this pal, but I got this big light. I'm gonna give it to you. So okay, maybe he, guy in maybe town. he has a second bat wing, and he just lowered his <laughs> delivery <laughs> cargo. <laughs> you know, he's got that fucking. He lowered a cable. You know, um, <laughs> the uh, chopped it off like he did the balloons. Man, that, that whole like balloon scissor thing is like the ultimate version of like got the tool for every job. I'm like, what? You just knew you were gonna like snip some balloons, man. I love it. Why are those scissors? There? I had the. I don't have that anymore, but I had the bat wing that you can hold. Cut your toenails with? No, <laughs> gross. <laughs> but it had like a, a handle and a trigger on the bottom. So uh, when you're playing with your figures, you could like walk around and you uh, or like you know, and then you pull the trigger and it will pull those little fucking scissor things out of the, uh, nice. the front, uh, out of the little bat ears. And uh, I thought that was really cool That's as awesome. a kid. So then you could grab the fucking Joker's leg or something. And I'm like, fuck you, because I said fuck you, my figures. <laughs> fuck you, balloons. <laughs> I hate parades. Um, okay, so. Pros and cons. Uh, what, what is your favorite shit? I'm going to say mine is style. I've talked a lot about the, the minimalist style, the way that he fights, the way that he doesn't speak, the way that there's so much shadow and smoke, and you know he is just this thing more than he is like a character with great dialogue and catchy 
you know, lines and stuff like that. I think that another one of the great examples of that is when they show Eckhart and Napier in the alleyway and Eckhart pulls a gun on him and Jack doesn't fucking flinch Mm. and Bob pulls the gun over his shoulder. I mean, those little moments are so fucking good to me that, like, no matter how many times I've seen it, that's the shit that makes me like, yes! You know, it's just the way that everything, like, the two central characters on both sides of the coin are just very fucking, like, smooth. I don't know. It's fucking badass. It's just, (laughs) like, it's just so, it's so smooth and so cool. I don't know. What's your guys' favorite in the pros? I think that I just, the older I get, the more I appreciate older stuff. Like, it clearly influenced a lot of things that I ended up really loving as a kid and continue to really like. But the use of, like, the artist in me really likes all the practical effects. You know, the fact that, like, while CG is an art form, well, I really like that somebody painted these backgrounds and stuff. Like, somebody had to make all these tangible things. And I think that that's all really cool to me. Like, the set design, the art direction, um, the everything looks gritty, everything looks drab-ish. Yeah. By contrast, Joker's like, he's got a purple tux. You know, <laughs> like, it, there's not a lot of really popping color stuff going on. And... uh yeah, I think that's my favorite thing about it is just uh, like the look and feel of everything. It can feel like an older flick can be kind of silly in that way, but I love all that older stuff now. Yeah. Ben? A lot of the same, the art design, the neo-noir art deco, not quite sure what time period it is. That stuff is great. The soundtrack. Yeah. The... It's not gone into in great detail but the 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 balance or the contrast between bruce wayne and batman Mm -hmm. um jack nicholson's performance is the best thing in the movie yeah this is his movie it's about him it's he he's amazing in it yeah and Mm -hmm. i I think that when people list that as you know something that detracts from the movie is like oh the villains take over the the story or whatever like yeah but in this case this is very much a Batman that just exists in the shadows and in the periphery and in, you know, the, the fear of, of the characters that he's coming at. Like, you know, I, I, I love that about yeah. this movie. I also really like the connections to the past stuff and then the paving the way for the new stuff simultaneously. Like Joker in the comics which obviously seemed like a really comic book thing to have this dude, you know, looking like a clown and green hair and purple suit and stuff like that. Yeah. But it makes the most sense in the, like the old TV series. Everything is like that. Everything is colorful and stuff. He like mm-hmm. fits in that world. In this, Silly. Yeah. In this, he stands out a little bit more. And then, you know, in the future, like Ledger's Joker would still have like some purple and greens going on. Now he just looks more muted. Yeah, now it looks more muted and stuff. Less like so. This Nicholson's ends up being this like in between character for me that I think is really cool. But then he, his like maniacal laugh is somewhere between TV show, haha, funny guy, headed towards Ledger's like actually insane. You know, or Hamels or something like that. We're like, yeah, holy think, uh, shit, this guy's this, funny, but he's actually- this town needs an enema. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a, a definitely worth mentioning that it was a huge influence on using the Joker a lot 
in the animated series. And yeah. I know that Hamill had spoken about like being intimidated to try to follow Nicholson's, you know, performance because really, I mean, all of that all of that era, I mean, those first two movies and the animated series, whether that includes Mask the Phantasm and Sub Zero or just the TV show, but I mean the 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 music, the way the characters are portrayed, I mean just so much of it is one big fucking thing, mm-hmm. you know, that just continues to uh, influence how the characters are written and and drawn yeah. and portrayed on screen. You know, it's pretty crazy. One other favorite thing I had was uh, this Alfred, because he's the thing also that seemed to stick around yes. to this era yeah, the most. Yeah, yeah he, a, he's, I think, the one actor who played in all four movies, mm-hmm. yep. and um, I think that his, his humor is a little more subtle than uh, Michael Caine most of the time. But uh, he, their banter is always pretty great, you know. Just like in Returns, you know, like it's supposed to be cold. You know, just <laughs> like he always has a a little a little quip, but it's just not so overt. This is the comic relief, like because they let Knox be the comic relief, but you still get a little bit of that with mm-hmm. Alfred, which is great. How much does the Joker like rhubarb that no man should ever touch his <laughs> rhubarb? <laughs> There's so many things that he says. You don't eat raw rhubarb? To this day, I don't know. It's a hot commodity? (laughs) What the fuck he's talking about? You know, the like, I'm of a mind, make some mookie. Yeah. What? What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know what the fuck he's... I I love the honest trailer about that where they rewind it like three times and he's trying to like, I don't... Ah, fuck it anyway. I don't know. So cons, I will... If I'm going to be nitpicky just for the sake of conversation, but I mean, really, this movie's fucking perfect to me. watched it literally like more than a hundred times and um if i'm gonna pick anything um i'd say just like the upside down sleeping (laughs) (laughs) he's a bat get it like do you get it there's a couple things like a bat they're a little too on the nose uh you know like that or you know like vicky playing the damsel in distress with like as much screaming as like the movie Logan or something. It's just like screaming, 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 screaming. She's covered screaming. more. She's seen dead bodies. You know, she wouldn't be screaming yeah, that yeah. much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she was in the Corto Maltese. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a great point. Yeah, great point, Ben. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes, but yeah, I mean that she she goes leans a little hard on the damsel in distress, <laughs> and then uh, there's a just couple like inconsistencies like when um, the Batmobile rushes Axis Chemicals. And you have those fixed position guns that shoot a straight line on the uh, <clears throat> the door as they go in, which is awesome looking, right? But then you follow that like ten minutes later with the Batwing locking in on Joker, and the fixed position guns cannot shoot the center target. Yeah, yeah. and so it's like, well, which is it? Can they adapt or can they not adapt? You know, the I Batmobile think. just has better guns than the Bat. <laughs> the Batwing has the scissor front, but they don't move. <laughs> the guns don't move. So that, that, so I mean, there's just little tiny things like that. But he's uh, not that. Rich. But for the most part, I mean, that that's just me looking for any sort of thing I could say is negative. Yeah, I don't really have any beef with this movie. Actually, like anything that I could say was like silly, I'll just chalk up to it just being kind of older. Like, yeah. it just seems funny. That's just the writing. That's just the people's acting. I got like zero gripes. It, it's as the long, first of its kind. Yeah, exactly. Like, as long as I, as long as that's my context for everything. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's fucking came out 40 years ago. So, you know, like 30. 30. 
Uh, it's the 30th said, anniversary. Yeah, of when you said 40 years, it sounded like a joke, but it's actually not that far. From 40 <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. But I'm 34. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, totally. I was Jeez, five grandpas. years old. Yeah. Damn, dog. Uh, I'm 20. I eat Tide Pods. <laughs> wow. Ben just got the internet. Forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him up on AOL. <laughs> um, He's got a Hotmail account. Uh, yeah, that's it. As long and as long as I like view the things in those contexts, you know, like it doesn't look cheesy. That's actually advanced for the time, you know. Yeah. Um, like what I think is sort of silly was actually pushing boundaries, you know. So yeah, I got I got nothing. I, I got a lot of love for older stuff. Cons, Ben. Kind of touching on what I said earlier, I I don't believe this Batman as that good of a fighter. I also don't believe him as that good of a detective. Christian Bale, Batman, is a good fighter. He's not a very good detective. So that, cause that's what I think of when I think of Batman is, is a ninja, a guy who's can yeah. like, who can beat the shit out of eight guys who could beat everybody else up. Yeah. And this Batman doesn't seem like that to me. Who's the best it, detective? The animated series? Or probably just some comic one. I'd have to think well, about that, it a bit if more. You, if you remove like any baggage, though, from the, uh, you know, having... I have expectations of this character because of the comics or whatever, like the movie itself, though. Do you have any? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a problem with the movie. He's supposed to be, he gets shot in the chest multiple times. He falls over. He falls in a big pile of garbage. But that's part of the thing that's terrifying is like when they introduce him, they let him get shot. It's not like he doesn't see them pulling out the guns. But the, the later time, he's he just falls in a big pile of garbage and he's lying on the ground and they could have just killed him if Vicky didn't take that picture. I just don't believe this Batman as like, Super tough guy. Okay. Uh, and then the other one. Well, what if we? Uh, oh no. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Well, say it. I was gonna say that like, what if we just accredit it to his like amateurism, but in like Mask of the Phantasm, he's been doing karate for years and years and stuff. So yeah. it's it's not like he just decided to become Batman and then started learning how to fight. He was already training. Batman is a traumatized little boy with way more resources than anyone. Yeah. else would ever have. Yeah, he's so been, my idea of Batman back. is someone who is like a master gymnast, yeah. master martial artist. It's, it's yeah. ridiculous, but that's one of the reasons I like the character. Yeah. This Batman is not that. But again, when you balance it You can with, take it really far. In some comics, like, oh yeah, he's just the best person at everything. Yeah, that it doesn't exists. make any yeah. sense, but I like that. He's an that. extraordinary show. He's the opposite of Superman. <laughs> Superman's just a super... Uh, Superman's an alien. Yeah. Batman is a dude who just is the best at everything because he's messed up and has money. Yeah, nothing but time and dedication. Yeah. That's awesome. And maybe that's because this movie spent more time on Joker, which is not a negative thing. Yeah. We didn't get scenes of Michael Keaton doing Taekwondo or breaking bricks or whatever. Yeah. The only other thing, uh, criticism, it's kind of a joke criticism, but the tease of Harvey Dent yeah. never being Two-Faced. Yeah, that's too bad. It's a little yeah. bit of a bummer, but it's also a nice lore thing, like... Here's this one thing that if you if you know Batman, you know this. I do really like I, when they bring in characters for a scene, even in comics or whatever it is, or like in this new Joker movie, you know, just when they bring in little elements from that world just to ground it in Gotham a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, or or the TV show Gotham, actually. They do they do stuff like that as well. I I always get a kick out of that. You know, or, or you have the little Bob Kane quote unquote Bob Kane drawing in the uh the Kane electronics Alexander Knox scene where it is like I think he needs a little gore under the fangs, you know. You know, all that stuff. I always get a kick out of those Easter eggs. I I was reading some stuff today and a lot of it was just just random things, just like Wikipedia. Um some of it was kind of interesting. Like outside of what ends up being the film 
you know, here we are talking about how dope it is. And it, because it wasn't like Michael Keaton, boom, you know, they have this list of other people. So the thing that we love so much could have potentially easily been something else, you know? And so they're talking about, you know, other actors like that, were, Van Damme is yeah, that were considered for stuff. You oh, know? And, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, like, this, this, I think the studio wanted big action stars like Mel Gibson yeah, and stuff like that. They were talking about the success and of like... Burton was like, nope, yeah, I'm doing a weird one. For sure. <laughs> but like on the list of possible Batmans was Bill Murray. <laughs> I was like, That's and then... Uh, That'd but, be the most 80s yeah, version. Seriously, every, everybody else was like somebody that you would think would be an action star. Was Tom Cruise on the list? It's, uh, no, Tom Cruise. Man, I don't remember. I should have written the other ones down. I wrote Murray down because, like, that, what, that seemed the funny. Like, if <laughs> if Keaton was a funny cast, then for sure Bill yeah. Murray was a sillier cast. Everybody else was, like, you know, Schwarzenegger, somebody you'd think that would just be Batman. Mm. Um, but then also some that were kind of interesting and just different. For the Joker, they had, like, Tim Curry, and yeah. oh yeah yeah like good. that's interesting um david bowie was one of them he's got like slim face i mean i don't know about yeah. like yeah i don't know about acting chops or giggles or anything like that but he could embody some version of the joker yeah and uh robin williams was even one of them like yeah, yeah. and like, they that's another whole thing of the lore of this movie of that they used robin williams for real like they told him that they actually wanted him while they were trying to get Jack, and Jack was like on the fence. Hmm. And then they're like, oh, well, Robin's really interested. And he's like, oh, fuck it, I'll do it, you know? <laughs> and so they used him to get Jack. Interesting. So he was offered Jim Carrey's role in Forever. And he was like, no, you guys are dicks. I'm like, I don't want to work with you. Like, I don't want to work with your studio, you know? And so he, was, he would have been the Riddler in Forever. If they hadn't done that fuckery on uh, 89. They uh, read a bunch about like Nicholson's um, like demands in like, yes, I'll participate in this, but Any top billing, yeah. merchandising rights, yeah. all of this, which was <laughs> fucking genius. Cause to this yeah, day yeah. he's getting paid from that. For sure. And yeah, a lot of it was like, and they're like, what you want a percentage of the toys? Yeah, for <laughs> sure, sure. Buddy. Yeah. No one's going to give a fuck. And like, you know, 30 years later they're making, you know, his, fucking hot toys you can't find on $1, ebay for less than 800 jack bucks. nicholson statues of him as the joker yeah yeah uh, i mean there are brands that have entire like lifelike figures and can't even afford to get a joker one because he costs so much because he locked that shit down in the 80s like that that's some fucking foresight for man. sure he's just talking about having like every home Lakers game off, just like all these demands. Yep. He, he would like, he would do his filming, but he demanded that like, he wasn't around for the entire thing. He just wanted to shoot all of his scenes in a three week period. Um, he yeah, he very works. much did the Brown M&Ms thing. Yeah, you know, for sure. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> like, all right, I'll do your little movie, but you know, who's the real yeah. deal around here. I oh. need to be able to make fun of Jack Palance. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, one, one thing that I thought would make a really dope random piece of, uh, like, movie memorabilia would was when they go to the museum and they're painting the stuff up mm. but just for a second they show one dude slopping paint on this little like roman bust or yes, something i'm I like, like that. man that would be so i i just love the like classic sculpture plus neon sloppy colors like and then man, the if song, i could just yeah and white Totally. Red and green. If they I could just have, thing yeah, yeah, for sure. I just think like that bust with the dripping paint or a thing to attempt to recreate or something like that would be a dope random thing to have. Yeah. Well, 
Final rating, five out of five for me. No question. My favorite shit ever. I'll go four out of five Batarangs because <laughs> I don't know what a perfect anything is. I just really fucking love it a lot. I want to say like three just to balance you guys out. Fuck it's like a three. You. It's like a three. <laughs> it's a three. It's a three to Jesus a four. Christ. A three to a four. Bat Closer signals. to a four, but I'll say three just because it makes you upset. Oh my god. I record this as three and a half, <laughs> begrudgingly. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Seriously? Yeah, there were no nipples on the bat suit. Oh my god. Oh, yeah, I mean that's a joke. Oh, you're right. <laughs> that's a joke, but I'm genuinely hurt right now. I feel like we were all kind of on the same page for the most part, but Jesus Christ. I I love Batman. I don't necessarily love this. I do love this movie, but I mean, this is not the pinnacle of Batman to me. Yeah, where okay. was the where was the we'll dick get close up and stuff? Yeah. All yeah, right. just not enough sexuality in general. <laughs> You think Batman and Joker should have fucked? Yeah, there was a definitely an undertone of that, and they never really. They almost kissed at the, the very whole, end. Yeah, the whole long gun in his pants and stuff is hinting at some long barrel. Wow. Yeah. All right, this really took a downturn, and uh, I'm sorry to disappoint. <laughs> um, uh, please continue listening to the show. <laughs> if not, if not for Ben, then for me and Evan. Was this? Uh, Do, does this only air if you get like DC's approval of? Yes, you've successfully shield our product no this is my approval like okay. we're talking about my favorite shit ever i mean fuck if i was like hey you guys want to sit down and talk about my favorite album and then I'm, we'd all have a great discussion and then at the end you're like yeah you know i give it like uh you know a seven out of ten i'd be like what the fuck's wrong with no you? that's you because been? modern reviews it's like anything less than six is the worst thing ever so the only thing that matters is seven to ten. Seven out of ten is a great movie uh, yeah I'm see gonna... yeah but i don't share that view because i never got a seven out of ten in school that's because yeah, that, also like, school is a, that's, is a that's weird thing. Well, how is fifty percent a failing grade anyways? Like zero. Because you're in the bottom half of the dumbest people. All yeah, but right. it's like you're learning Smarty. animals, a thing you'll never use again in your life. Like, oh, you only sorta of got these birds. Like it doesn't I'm really just saying, if much. I scored in the eightieth percentile, I was mad. Like I'm, that's because you're this is my you're an angry weirdo man. perfectionist, angry person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. say like in my and I will defend my favorite shit to I the death. That's why I can't do like a ten point thing because I can't divide up the minutia. Yeah, there's like, no need for the points. Yeah. Zero is There's bad. no need for the points. We can all agree this is a two out of five. Oh my <laughs> <Yeah>. god. <laughs> Who needs to count? Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. All right. Are you just going to use this podcast as like an initial hazing thing to see if you even want to like <laughs> talk to me and Ben anymore? Someone who doesn't agree with you so is a great friends. way to focus yeah. your own ideas. We've been friends for a really long time, but test. I think this is going to be the end of it. All right, that is the show. Thank you so much for checking out our first episode. Now, we are a new show, so it really means a lot. We sincerely ask that you subscribe to it spread the word share this on social media and tag us at bat fan addict a-d-d-i-c-t because i am addicted to this batman shit all right signing off this is sammy Warmhands. again i really appreciate you guys checking this out next episode we are going christmassy we're going to talk about the lee bermejo noel christmas carol story all right Stay tuned for that. We've got a lot of content up our sleeves. 